Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. She called me on the phone and she was frantic. She was crying and I couldn't even understand what she was saying. And she said, Carlo took Santina, Carlo took Santina. He took the baby to Italy. Nothing mattered more to Tony than Santina. My name is Alan Skidmore. I was Tony Dykstra's lawyer and her friend. Tony scraped up the money, jumped on a plane. She was going to go do what she had to do to get her baby back. Carla was obsessed with Santina. I do feel like I am a good father. I think that my daughter would be better off with me than with her mother because Tony was a violent person. That's not what kind of person she was. My name is Terry and I am the identical twin sister of Tony Dykstra. Her whole life was her kids. Tony was a wonderful mother. Santina was the center of her universe. Carlo was in Italy. He said he had the baby there and he was never coming back with her. Tony was afraid of going to Italy. She doesn't speak the language and Carlo's there. What happened in Ventry's apartment? What happened on that fateful day? She appeared in front of me with an axe. She starts striking, and uh, I, I, I moved, and she hit the table. And I fell down, and she starts trying to hit me. And I thought that I was going to die. And all of a sudden, I found the strength to, to, to pull her back. In the pushing, you know, she fell down on the floor, and she hit the temporal side of her head. And then uh, she didn't come back, and it was so terrible. My best friend was gone. Not a day goes by that I don't miss her. 
I was attacked with an axe. I tried to defend myself in a self-defense. My sister was murdered. The only way he was going to get to keep Santina was to kill my sister. I believe that I'm innocent, and I believe that justice is going to prevail. Carlo Ventri needs to be held to answer for the events that occurred the day Tony Dykstra died. She's screaming from the grave for justice. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it, the glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware. Each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Italy. Is there any other place on earth so utterly devoted to the good life? What the filmmaker Fellini called La Dolce Vita. Everywhere there is amore. And what naturally follows, La Familia. What do Italians value the most? Family. Family is one of the true Italian value. This story is about family, but also betrayal, death, intrigue, and justice, Italian style. Caught in the middle is a little girl named Santina, the child of Carlo Ventri and Tony Dykstra. In 1998, Santina, Carlo, and Tony were all here, but they weren't traveling together, and their time here was no Roman holiday. In fact, Tony Dykstra would not leave Italy alive. Her mysterious death would become an international incident and leave her family searching for the truth. What went wrong between Tony and Carlo, whose love affair had begun with so much promise? And while this story would end here in Italy, it began half a world away in the Los Angeles Harbor community of San Pedro. It was here in 1994 
that 46-year-old Italian businessman, Carlo Ventri, met 25-year-old American single mom, Tony Dykstra, at a restaurant. She was very exuberant, very easygoing, a happy person, and uh, invited her to dance. We danced, and, and then uh, we exchanged our phone numbers. She called me the very next day. Carlo had been living in America for 12 years and was the president of a plumbing manufacturing business. She thought he was real nice, charming, and sweet, and... Italian. <laughs> yeah. Terry Martinez and her identical twin, Tony, were best friends. This looks like our first day of kindergarten. One of us has a red bow and one has a white bow. That must have been so the teachers could tell us apart that day. All the fun twin stuff that you can do, we did it. Terry and Tony told each other everything. They giggled, they laughed, they whispered. Terry was more the quiet one and Tony was always out there messing around. Tony's father, Milt, and stepmother, Betty Dykstra. They were sisters and twins in every way that you could imagine. They even married two brothers. The twins married brothers. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. I'm going to eat my first cereal today. Tony had two daughters, but the marriage didn't last. Now a single mom, she planned to go back to school to become a paralegal. She was a very proud mother and very determined to better herself and better her life so that she could give more to her children. And everything seemed to be changing for the better for Tony in December 1994, when she met Carlo Ventri. At first she didn't say too much, and then she told me that she had met this man and that he was so nice and he was sweet to her. He would play the guitar on the phone and he was really charming. And it wasn't just Carlo's charm that attracted Tony. I believe she felt in love with me because she realized how much I did care for their children. Here comes an older guy, yes. seemingly more stable. Exactly. Devoted to the kids. Exactly. Promising her a very stable family promising life in the future. Everything. Right. This was her Prince Charming. And then, after only three months, Tony got pregnant. She was very excited. We were excited. Tony and her daughters moved in with Carlo, and in November 1995, baby Santina was born. She called me from the hospital to tell me that she had a baby girl. We were excited, um, but after that, communication stopped. He was keeping you from your daughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your grandchild. He kept yeah. the entire family away from our daughter. Suddenly, what should have been a happy time quickly turned into a nightmare. I would call on the phone and he would say, don't call here anymore. The Dykstras say Carlo became obsessed with the child, whom he considered his more than Tony's. She was not allowed to breastfeed her own child because he didn't want that baby to love her. She told you that? She told me that. He started acting more aggressive towards her, more possessive, more jealous and things started getting really bad. Carlo insists it was Tony who was the problem. I wish that my daughter would have been attached to her mother and that her mother was a, was a stable person. He says it was Tony who was abusive to him, and he even filed police reports against her. You're describing a woman who was abusive and occasionally violent. Yes. You know that Tony's family and friends say that's not true. Yes. Should we believe them or should we believe you? I think you should believe the fact. 
Tony and Carlo had a final blow-up. Carlo kept Santina and locked Tony and her two older daughters out of the house. But even then, the Dykstras say, he continued to threaten Tony. He would tell her that he would take Santina to Italy and that she would never see her again. Less than a year after Santina was born, they went to family court in California and came to a temporary agreement to share custody of Santina. Until a final deal was reached, Carlo was forbidden to take Santina to Italy without notice. But on January 16, 1998, without warning, Carlo did just that. He took two-year-old Santina, and together they boarded an international flight. Tony called me on the phone frantic. She said that Carlo had called her. He said he was in Italy. He had the baby there, and he was never coming back with her. you know and trust is now Angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish so remember Angie's list is now Angie and we're here to get your job done right get started at Angie.com that's A-N-G-I or download the app today Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. She was in tears, she was crying. The thought of never seeing your daughter again is too much, that's too scary. Tony Dykstra was frantic. She told friends Carlo had silently taken their daughter Santina to Italy and had no plans of returning. She called me Saturday morning at home. She said, they're gone, they're gone. Tony's close friend, Marlene Gretemann. She must have been going out of her mind. Well, of course, where are you? And he said, you can just have contact with me with a cell phone. Tony was helpless. For months, she didn't know where in Italy Santina was and only talked to her daughter when Carlo put the little girl on the phone. Tony was crying and shaking in abject terror after talking to Carlo Ventri. What was she afraid of? Her life, losing her life. Tony's friend and mentor, attorney Alan Skidmore says, when Carlo got on the phone, he would threaten Tony if she tried to win custody of their daughter. So if you go to court and apply for custody of Santina, I'll have you killed and or your daughter's killed. Right. Did she take those threats seriously? Absolutely. Despite Carlo's alleged threats, Tony took her case to family court here in Los Angeles and was awarded full custody of her daughter. But the battle was only half over. Carlo, an Italian citizen, was now living in Italy with Santina. 
which meant Tony would have to take her case to an Italian court. She wasn't a lawyer. She didn't know how to talk, how to speak Italian. Nevertheless, Tony decided to represent herself and worked with Alan Skidmore to get a court date and help prepare her case. She sat in my office knowing her life was in danger, but there was no option for Tony. She was going to go get her baby. Borrowing money from her parents, Tony bought two tickets, one for her, one for Santina, and made her first trip to Rome, alone, a mother on a mission. Friends and family were worried for her safety. The last thing I said to her on the phone was, Tony, be careful. This guy could kill you. They couldn't go with her, but they knew that Tony was in touch with the American Embassy, which put her up at a nearby convent for her safety. I think she was a stranger in a strange land, but I also think that Tony was courageous. She was driven. The day after her arrival, accompanied by a translator from the American Embassy, Tony made her case to the Italian court. How did she know what to do when she got in that court? Or what to say? Or how to say it? She didn't. She used her gut. She went in and just told her story. And she came out of that courtroom with a win. On July 17, 1998, an Italian court ruled in Tony's favor, declaring that Carlo had violated an international law on kidnapping. Santina was to be handed over to Tony and returned to the U.S. immediately. How significant was her victory? It was huge. And so she won custody and she was very excited and she was, I'm gonna come home with Santina and it was, she was so excited. We were very happy and when are you coming home? Get on that plane, get out of there. But when Italian police arrived at Carlo's apartment to take custody of Santina, Carlo told them she had unexpectedly fallen ill. Carlo said that she had a pleurisy, which is a lung infection, and he was gonna take her to the hospital. Doctors said Santina wouldn't be able to leave the country until she recovered. Until then, Tony was forced to cross paths with Carlo as they both visited their child in the hospital. She was afraid? She was very scared at that point. Finally, the time had come for Tony to collect her daughter and fly home to California. Santina had recovered from her illness and Tony had tickets for both of them to travel. But this is where things went terribly wrong. The afternoon before the flight, for reasons unfathomable to her relatives and friends, Tony Dykstra went alone to Carlo Ventry's apartment. Carlo Ventry is an extremely manipulative individual. He could have told Tony any number of things to get her to his apartment. And this is what he told us. Incredibly, Carlo says, while Santina was recuperating in the hospital, Tony was trying to rekindle their love affair. So I think she wanted to be back in her life. And by, being, by me being in Italy, I was out from her life. And on that day, Carlo says they were at his apartment preparing to return to America together as a family. And that's the reason that she went to the apartment to start packing up some yes. clothes? Yes, do laundry, wash the clothes for the baby, for the departure. Tony was doing laundry, Carlo says, when they started arguing. She went outside to the yard and then suddenly, out of nowhere, attacked him. <laughs> 
Now I was seeing this, this, this hacks in front of me, and uh, I was shocked. I didn't know what happened. As he fought to defend himself, Carlos says he pushed Tony. She fell, hitting her head hard on the floor. Then she hit, I believe, a temporal side of her head, and then all of a sudden, it was, blood was coming out from her here, and, and I didn't know what to do. I called, I believe, I don't know, I was getting crazy. I, th I think I called the police. When you first arrived here at this apartment, what did you see? Detective Domenico Salas was one of the first cops on the scene. Tony's body. Si. Here on the ground. Si. 29-year-old Tony Dykstra was dead at the scene. There was evidence of a struggle. A hatchet lay a few feet from Tony's body. Carlo era estremamente agitato. He was very agitated. Lui aveva pensato a chiamare il suo avvocato. Detective Salas soon discovered that Carlo's first call was not to the police. You're saying he called his lawyer before he called you? Sì. Carlo non aveva chiamato l'ambulanza. And according to Salas, Carlo never called for medical help. He didn't even call an ambulance. You called an ambulance. Sì. I was shocked. I mean, I didn't believe that the mother of my daughter was dead just because of such a stupid accident. My secretary came into my office saying, Tony's dead. Tony's dead. Tony's friends back in the U.S., waiting for her triumphant homecoming, got a shocking phone call instead. And then I said, that's a mistake. That's wrong. That, that's, that didn't happen. Impossible. Impossible. Because we had just talked to her. And she was coming home. The State Department called Terry. And I, I just remember hanging up the phone and... <laughs> I just collapsed on the floor. And Terry called her parents. <laughs> I just came unglued. It was just total disbelief that this man would, would go so far as to kill the mother of his child. I know the circumstances of the death of the poor Tony were an accident. Carlo told police he acted in self-defense. He showed them wounds he says he suffered when Tony attacked him. I'm not a violent person. I'm innocent. Police took Carlo into custody, but an Italian court decided there wasn't enough evidence to charge him. Two days later, he was out on the street. Authorities said their investigation was continuing. In my opinion, he murdered Tony because he, he thought he could get away with it. You know, he might. But not if this California attorney has anything to say about it. Doesn't the death of a young mother who came to Italy to rescue her child who was a kidnapped victim matter? In the I'm name of God, you. are you going to tell yes, the truth? Yes, I'm Did you kill her? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. One week after her sister Tony's death, Terry Martinez went to her sister's house and took on the painful task of sorting through Tony's belongings. The house seemed really quiet and empty. And it was a really hard time. Among her sister's belongings were precious memories. I found a little box with some shoes of Santina's and she had a little locker of her hair. Then she found a small notebook. I opened it and I noticed that this was all her handwriting. It's going to kill me, going to put acid on my face so no one will love me. Said he would kill me and chop me up in little pieces. Tony's own words revealed her fears for her life. He kicked me to get me out of the room. He would stand in front of the door so I could not get in. I would hear my little baby cry. I think I put it down maybe 20 times because I couldn't, I couldn't keep reading it because it was horrible. While Terry packed up her sister's things, Tony's case remained open in the Italian courts. And Carlo Ventri, the man she believes murdered her sister, was walking the streets of Rome, a free man. You believe that the initial investigators believed Carlo's version of what happened. How did that make you feel? Really angry because he had threatened that he would kill her and he would get away with it. And here you are thinking that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. Terry was determined to get justice for Tony. So she turned to someone who had been her sister's hero. She just thought that Gloria was amazing. She thought that she wanted to be like her. High-profile California attorney, Gloria Allred, who agreed to take the case for free. Why has this case struck a chord with you? Because this mother tried to do everything right. She really thought that the system would help her, and the system failed her. This should not happen to any other mother. Allred's first victory was getting the U.S. courts to charge Carlo with kidnapping Santina. Her next mission... That's the English translation. Right? ...was to convince the authorities in Rome to charge Carlo with Tony's murder. Everything was a battle. Just innumerable phone calls, letters, meetings. Despite her efforts, the Italian investigation was at a standstill. And Allred was left with many questions about what happened in Carlo's apartment the day of Tony's death. There was an autopsy performed on Tony Dykstra's body by the medical examiner here in Rome. Cause of death listed as unico momento traumatico, a single traumatic moment in which her head came in contact with a hard object. Trouble is, that conclusion and many details in this report seem to raise more questions than they answer. We had California forensic pathologist Joseph Cohen review the Italian autopsy. He says the unico momento traumatico was the fatal blow that ended a prolonged and violent struggle. One that involves perhaps punching, perhaps kicking, perhaps uh, falling, striking uh, other objects, getting up again. Carlo claims he accidentally pushed Tony and she hit her head on the floor. She fell down on the floor and then she hit her head. 
Dr. Cohen says there's more to the story. The injuries to Tony Dykstra are suggestive of two or three or more impacts. And remember that Carlo never called for medical help. You're saying he didn't even call an ambulance. You called an ambulance. See. Si. Dr. Cohen says the delay may have made the difference between life and death. Could she have been resuscitated and survived? It's possible. It seems to me that there is information lacking here. Why was there not more of an investigation? Allred wasn't getting any answers. And now she had another concern. Three-year-old Santina had been in foster care since her mother's death. Except for periodic visitation from Carlo, she was alone in Italy. And Italian authorities were considering putting her up for adoption. Who should have custody of this child? We should. We should. There's no Absolutely. question. Absolutely. We should. Tony's parents wanted Santina home with them in California. But just like Tony, they would have to go to Italy and appeal to an Italian court to win custody of their granddaughter. Milton and Betty stepped up to the plate. They wanted Santina, so we did everything we could to try to make that happen. Attorneys Alan Skidmore and Allred went with Milt Dykstra to Italy to plead their case to the Court of Minors. Milt was granted permission to spend some precious moments with Santina at her foster home. It was great. Ah, she is a little sweetheart. And they let me take all the pictures I wanted. But social workers had arranged Carlo's visit too closely to Milt's, leading to an angry confrontation. You're doing your lies again. This is the truth. No, is that is truth. not the truth. You locked the door on her and I threw did. her out. I love Tony. I couldn't do anything to save her. The Italian courts were taking their time deciding Santina's future. For now, Milt and his attorneys left Rome empty-handed. We felt like we hit a brick wall. We felt like we were getting nowhere. Back in Los Angeles, the Dykstras weren't giving up. We never go to sleep at night without praying for Santina. My wife Betty and I have agonized over this for a year and a half, and we want our granddaughter back. Finally, in November 1999, 15 months after she took the case, Allred scored a major victory. Gloria called and said, I'm going over with an FBI agent. We're going to get her. An Italian court ruled that Santina should be returned to the U.S. to live with the Dykstras and that a California judge would make the final decision on her custody. I hollered for joy. We worked very hard to turn this around so we could bring this child home. On November 9th, 1999, in the middle of the day, Italian authorities picked up Santina from school and put her on a plane with Allred to California. Waiting anxiously at the airport in Los Angeles was Tony's family. We hadn't seen her since she was a baby. She came down the ramp walking and everyone scooped her up. She's beautiful. <laughs> so happy. It's a miracle. There was an emotional reunion as Santina was finally turned over to her grandparents. Milt brought her over to me and said, this is your grandmother. And when he put her in my arms, 
it was just the most awesome feeling in the world to have this child and feel that she was finally safe. But the battle for Santina was far from over. This is unfair. I don't care about me. I care about my daughter. I know how much she's suffering. Never, ever in our lifetimes will Mr. Ventry ever have custody of this little girl, and we will fight him every inch of the way. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. She's like her mother. She has her mother's features. She has the same kind of personality. Four-year-old Santina was back in California, living with her grandparents, Milt and Betty Dykstra. We felt like she was home, and we were very grateful. We were ecstatic and very hopeful for the future. Back in Italy, Carlo was alone, and he was fuming mad, both at the Dykstras and their attorney, Gloria Allred. All of us on the legal team are committed to fighting him eye to eye, toe to toe. She's a woman without heart. She will walk over the dead body of her mother to achieve what she wants to achieve. That's what I believe Gloria Red is. She says, in no uncertain terms, that she's not going to rest until she gets you. She already did got me. She ruined my life and the life of my daughters. What else does she want to? I want Carlo to know the system is going to make him accountable. While the Italians were still investigating Carlo's role in Tony's death, a Los Angeles court was about to decide who should have custody of Santina. Carlo says when he heard about it, he knew he had to be there, in spite of the fact that he was wanted for kidnapping in the U.S. I did what any other father would do for, for his child. His daughter was with Tony's parents. The Italian authorities were not prosecuting him for murder, and there was a warrant for his arrest back in the States. All Carlo had to do was stay quiet and stay put and get on with his life here in Italy. But... Carlo Ventry could not resist one more fight. He bought a ticket and got on board a jet bound for Los Angeles. And when that plane lands in Los Angeles, there you are. Correct. FBI Special Agent April Brooks gave Carlo his official welcome back to the U.S. Introduced myself, told him why I was there, that he was under arrest. Also waiting was Tony's sister, Terry. 
I did what you want. I make you arrested. When I first saw him, it seemed like it was all going in slow motion. It seemed like it lasted forever to see his face. I'm innocent. I came in the United States by myself. He was shouting other things back at us, but I wasn't really listening to what he was saying. I was trying to keep up with him and screaming at him, and I just, oh, I was so mad. Murderer! You killed my sister! Don't smile at me! It was horrible. It was horrible to see him, to look into his face, to know that's the last face my sister saw. With Carlo now facing trial for kidnapping, it was unlikely he would get custody of his daughter. But he had a backup plan. Suddenly, we hear from the brother. Carlo asked his brother, John Franco Ventry, who was living outside Las Vegas with his wife and four children, to file for custody of Santina. I thought, he doesn't have a chance. She's ours. We, we had her. We were raising her. A court-appointed psychologist interviewed Santina and both families. She came back with a flat-out recommendation that the best interest of the child would be served by giving her to Betty and I. And that it would be detrimental to the child to take her away from us. But that's exactly what happened. The judge, citing the Dykstra's age and what he said was Milt Dykstra's intense hatred of Carlo, ordered that Santina should live with Carlo's brother. It just absolutely floored us. We were stunned. The Dykstras would get twice-monthly visitation with Santina. Adding to their heartbreak, the Dykstras were ordered to immediately hand their four-year-old granddaughter over to Carlo's brother. We oh, had yeah. to give her up in the middle of the street in downtown, downtown Los, Angeles. Los Angeles. Tore our heart out. It was a nightmare day. You never get over losing a child. Carlo once again had what he wanted most. Santina was living with his brother, and while he was awaiting trial for kidnapping, Carlo could see Santina on a regular basis. I'm the only natural parent that she has alive where she has to look at for natural affection and love in her life. One year would go by. Carlo Ventry pleaded guilty to kidnapping and was sentenced to 364 days in federal prison. Meanwhile, Allred and the Dykstras were hatching a plan to ban Carlo from the United States forever. I had been writing to the INS suggesting that they needed to hold a deportation hearing to determine whether or not Carlo should be deported because he had been convicted of a felony and that he should be taken into custody pending the hearing. The immigration authorities agreed to look at Carlo's case. So when he was released from prison, immigration officials moved him to a detention center while they decided whether to deport him. That's where Carlo allegedly hatched a stunning plan. The plan was that for approximately $100,000, there would be an attempt to kill Milt and Betty Dykstra. That's right. From behind bars, Carlo Ventry was allegedly planning the murders of Milt and Betty Dykstra. And it was all caught on tape by a confidential informant. My mouth dropped open, and I, I couldn't believe what this man was planning for Betty and I. 
Authorities have not released the tape, but Allred is familiar with the contents of the transcript. On page 5 of Exhibit 50, the respondent told the confidential informant that he thought it would be better to use guns to accomplish the elimination of the Dykstras. How was he going to have you killed? It was supposed to look like a botched home invasion robbery where they were going to break into the house and kill both of us. They were going to shoot us. Shoot us. Also part of the alleged plan, Santina was to be kidnapped and taken overseas. Carlos says it was a setup. Yeah, I was set up and I wasn't trapped, but as a matter of fact, I never solicited anything. Did you or did you not say to this informant, I want you to kill the Dykstras, shoot them, and make it look like a robbery? Absolutely not. The voice was, was disrupted. It's not my voice. We don't know if, 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 if even it was, was me talking. In November 2002, an immigration judge ordered Carlo deported. Still in custody, Carlo fought the decision for three long years. Finally, in July 2005, with the charges of solicitation to murder still pending, Carlo agreed to leave the U.S. The Americans were all too happy to send Carlo home. Why? Because Italian prosecutors were now ready to charge him with the murder of Tony Dykstra. Are you worried about what's going to happen I'm here in Italy? Worried. I'm not worried because I believe that I'm honest and I believe that I'm innocent and I believe that justice is going to prevail. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is where I was living. This is where it happened. It's been seven years since Tony Dykstra was found dead here in Carlo Ventry's apartment. I'm very sorry for what happened and, you know, the tragedy uh, should have never happened, but unfortunately, uh, it happened. Carlo is now back in Italy. I'm a father without a child at this moment. Thousands of miles from the one person he cares most about, his daughter, Santina. Tina, are you there? Don't forget to put the helmet when you, when you ride the bike. Remember that. These daily phone calls are the only contact Carlo has with Santina, now 10, and still living with Carlo's brother outside of Las Vegas. I love you. Bye. Bye. After I hear her voice, you know, and find out that she's okay, then I can start to keep going for my day and then live for another day. And these days, Carlo has a lot on his plate. He is preparing for his day in court. 
This is my life. A hearing is about to take place to determine whether Carlo should be charged with murder. You now believe that Carlo Ventri deliberately killed Tony Dykstra. See? Si. Italian prosecutor Giancarlo Capaldo initially believed Carlo's story of self-defense. But after a full investigation, he now believes that Carlo carefully planned Tony's murder to keep her from taking Santina back to America. You're saying that Carlo lured Tony to the apartment, knocked her down, and hit her head on the floor deliberately. Capaldo says he wanted to charge Carlo years earlier, but couldn't because Carlo was in the U.S. fighting deportation. I want justice for Tony. I wanted it seven years ago, and I will not rest until we get it. Dykstra attorney Gloria Allred has flown into Rome for the hearing. She wants to make sure the court considers all the evidence in the case, including Tony's diary. Her diaries show that she had a real fear that he might kill her. Did you murder Tony Dykstra? I did not. I didn't murder Tony. Bottom line, this was an accident. It was an accident. You think you're going to walk out of that courtroom and everything's going to be fine? I think if they look at the facts, yes, I should be clear. The hearing lasts under an hour. No cameras allowed. When it's over, the news is no news. My attorney asked for a continuation because... Carlo Ventri has hired a new attorney, and so the court postpones the hearing. Carlo, are you going to tell the truth? You know the Did truth. you kill her? This is not a talk show that... On the street, Gloria Allred's frustration with the postponement boils over. Carlo, seven years. Remember, we still remember her. Tony Dykstra's three motherless children. Do you want to call the You are responsible. Oh, I am responsible for the fact that she died in your apartment? After all this, Carlo's going home. He's free. An absolute outrage that he should not be in custody. Three months later, all the parties are heading back to court again. We are involved in an uphill battle, but Tony is what this is all about. Any glimmer of hope that he'll go to trial is what we're waiting for. Terry is at home in California, waiting by the phone. It's nerve-wracking because you're anxious. Hello? Terry? Yes. Hi, Gloria. How are you this morning? Well, I'm calling to give you an update on what happened in the hearing. And guess what the decision is? I hope good. What would be good if you, as far as you're concerned? First degree murder. That's what it is. <gasps> First degree murder. Voluntary murder. Isn't that incredible? That's great. And the trial is set for March 1st. Okay. Is that great? It's great. The long-awaited news is a relief. 
Carlo must stand trial for the death of Tony. We're going to go to trial. I can't wait. He's free for now, but if convicted, Carlo could spend the next 21 years behind bars. I'm not worried because I do believe, because I was there and I know what happened, that I am an innocent man. <sighs> for Milt Dykstra, Carlo's upcoming trial does nothing to diminish the pain of losing his daughter. It, it's, a, it's an everyday thing. It, it just doesn't ever go away. It's a picture with my dad. He looks so happy. It's not fair for her that she's missing out on her kids. Tony's two older daughters are being raised by her ex-husband in California. Terry is hoping that one day, Tony's youngest daughter, Santina, will learn the truth about her mother. That her mom gave everything that she had and that she loved her so much and that her mom's not there with her, but she gave everything she had to get her. In 2007, while testifying in Rome, Carlo Ventri suffered a heart attack and died on the witness stand. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.